we were listening to last week's episode at the kitchen table and Elizabeth <laughs> said, you guys have to change the name of your podcast. That's what we talking about. She said, you can't say it's a 30 minute ministry podcast. Y'all are like 35 and 40 minutes every week. And I said, yeah, well, it's just kind of an estimate, you know, one hour a week. I said, plus it's kind of funny, one hour a week, a 30 minute. She said, yeah, but I come in expecting to get 30 minutes. And last week's was what, 38, maybe 40. She said, yeah. I don't have 10 extra minutes. She said, y'all really need to change the way you describe your podcast. Wowzers. Farewell, Liz Hollier. <laughs> yeah. It's messed up. It's a little harsh. Generally, though, we've been a lot closer to 30 minutes than we have been. I think uh, we're that always... Was, that was an exception. Over. But it's usually... Yeah, but we've been like 32, 33 this season. Yeah, one hour a week, a 32 and a half minute ministry podcast, doesn't Yeah, Liz. Really? <laughs> Trust me, when I edit this bad boy... <laughs> You were going to get the, I'm going to cut enough. I'm going to trim the fat. It's going to be straight up 30 minutes. If you, if they knew how much gold was hitting the cutting room floor. Yeah, it's, man, the B-sides is what we're going to release during the Christmas break. The deleted footage. Yeah. If you guys only knew. (laughs) Actually, we may get fired if the deleted footage ever made it out. Both do without a job. We really, we would really need this to turn into a full time game. At a pastors' meeting a couple of weeks ago, somebody was like, "So I heard like it was weird. Somebody said something. There was a lot of laughter, and then it just quit all of a sudden." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's because we I had to edit, edit out something edit I pretty said. hard." Yeah, I wonder what it was. It was it was something good. And if, by the way, it's not like we're having to edit out curse words and terribly <laughs> off color jokes. Like I, like the, even right now, I just want to be like. <laughs> Welcome to the one hour a week podcast, a 30-ish minute <laughs> podcast about life and ministry. Give or take. I'm Rusty Mott here with my good friend, Jared Hall. Hey, everybody. Hey, it is the Thanksgiving episode, which also for us means it is our mid-season finale. We're going to take a break. Yeah. We don't have time to do this every week with the holidays and the craziness about to happen. We only have so much time, you hey. know? And the, Just, uh, the mortal words of Willy Wonka, so much time, so little to do. That was a Willy Wonka quote you worked in there. You've been sitting on that for a while? Strike that, reverse it. Had yeah. that in the drafts? Yeah. Just always Just ready to go? here on deck. <laughs> I always keep Willy Wonka jokes. <laughs> ready to go. Just in my pocket Never on index cards. Never know when the opportunity is going to present itself. So Thanksgiving, man. You excited about that? I'll, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. We talked last week about feasting yeah. and health and gorging ourselves. I love Thanksgiving. Just the food, I love it all. Dressing, cranberry sauce, turkey, ham. Just glaze everything, put marshmallows on stuff. Yeah. I'm all in on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving Is it too. the most American holiday? Just stereotypically, is Thanksgiving more American than even like 4th of July? I don't know. I feel like I need to do some research. Is it that should be our cliffhanger? Find out in January when we return. I think Canada already had their Thanksgiving. They have it earlier in the year, so it's not just an American holiday. But I think it's the most American holiday. I don't know, man. Football, overeating, family. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Whatever. Is Thanksgiving the most American holiday? It's my favorite. Hey, are you singing some good Thanksgiving songs Sunday at church? <laughs> yeah, of course, Dustin out uh all the class. There are no Thanksgiving We gather songs. together to ask the Lord's blessing. Give thanks with a grateful yeah. heart. Give thanks. And of course, the old standard, 
When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, do not be discouraged thinking all is lost. Count your blessings, bro. Or what about Oompa Loompa Doompa <laughs> And full circle. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, we actually wanted to do kind of a, a personal episode today, just kind of sharing a few things that we are thankful for. If you think that's too stereotypical and you're too hipster to listen to that, go find another podcast, jerk. This is free. You don't have to listen. That's right. You're not subscribed. We've done more hating on uh, podcast (laughs) listeners the last two or three weeks. I don't know. We're just on edge, y'all. Pray for us. It's a wonder that anybody We needed a break. I guess that's what it comes down to. Two or three weeks in a row. And if you don't like it... So um, we, we needed this break, but we hope you've enjoyed the season so far. We've had some good conversations for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, and we got more people lined up already for ne- almost the next semester. For after the break, coming up uh, starting in January when we're back recording every week, we've got some guests lined up. So yeah. go ahead and subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe too. You're not going to want to miss the gold we have coming down the pipe. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So we are just going to talk about what we're thankful for. And uh, by the way, I think maybe talking about for just a second, why we should be thankful all the time. Of course, you know, that stereotypical preacher talk, like Thanksgiving isn't just a holiday once a year. But the Bible definitely talks about having a posture of Thanksgiving all the time. And we have so much more to be thankful for in our lives than you can really uh, even understand and talk about in 30 minutes. So, But in a sense, we're really just going to kind of count our blessings today in a stereotypical way, but it's okay to be stereotypical sometimes because there's a reason stereotypes in ministry happen because, because uh, they're true. the rhythms of the life of following Jesus and the life of a believer are rhythms and disciplines that should be established. So maybe in a sense we're we're just practicing a spiritual discipline before you today in giving thanks in all things. Yeah, First Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There you go, man. Uh, I preached Wednesday night about Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, enter his courts with praise. Oh, that's another I song. will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. So there you go. That was a guitar solo there at the end. <laughs> Three notes, four notes. So, uh, but, but what's interesting about that, obviously in the context of Psalm 100, they're talking about going to Jerusalem, entering the, the gates of the city, entering the temple courts. But for us, we are the temple of God now. And New Testament Christians, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God himself resides in us. So we're, in essence, always entering the gates, always in the courts of the Lord. So we should be a people of constant thanksgiving. We should wake up like, holy cow, I'm alive. <laughs> like, Thank you. Thank you, and, Jesus. You know, I, he dwells within me and lives in me. And every single moment is an opportunity to be thankful. So Hey, grouchy people like me, uh, <laughs> wake up and be thankful today. And that's kind of what we're going to do, just share a few things we're thankful for. I don't know how you've got a Post-it note over there. It looks like you prepared. I I've got some notes. I don't even have a Post-it note. And mm-hmm. on the way over here, I was like, man, I didn't even really prepare. I'm just going uh, just just off the off the dome. Yeah, and we've been sitting in my office talking for an hour already. And you don't sound very grateful today, Rusty. Yeah, pray for me. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a weird week for it's you, been though, tough. in yeah, your it's defense. Been tough. But yeah, you better get thankful quick because we've hit record and now you've teased it and explained it and set it up, and now the people are expecting you to be grateful. So I'm going to be so stinking thankful. get grateful It ain't quick. even funny. So who's going first? I'm going to have such an attitude of gratitude that it isn't even funny. I'm thankful for what the rhyme you just threw out there. Okay, thank you. Gratitude. You were trying to come up with something quickly, nope, and it just nope. didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I thought I was about to spill my coffee. I was setting my cup <laughs> down, and I was like, oh. Zoinks. So. All right, so who's up first? Go ahead. You, you want me got, to go first? Go ahead. Post a note prepared. Since I came prepared. 
give me time while you talk just full yeah. disclosure i'm not going to be listening well, to you at talk, all i'm going to talk super fast you're going to be up quick <laughs> all right i'll start here i'm going to start with the second one on my Googling list thankfulness <laughs> no, hey, hey siri what am i thankful for uh, I'm going to start with, I'm thankful for my church families, and I say that plural because even though I have one now, I've only been a member of three different churches. Uh, Pecan Acres Baptist Church in Vider is where I was raised and where I'm serving now, so I've come full circle. Uh, Crossroads Baptist Church in Marshall and Peachtree Baptist Church in Jasper. Uh, at Crossroads is the first church I served in while I was in college, and Liz and I were, there, were members there before I was hired on as the youth pastor. And then we went from there to Peachtree Baptist Church, where we were for seven years. I was the pastor there. Um, and, you know, a lot of church families, it's it's easy to have conversations about the bad stereotypes of, church, you know, the the hard deacons and the mean members and the people who always cause a fuss over, you know, the argument, the standby when we always, you know, they're always fighting about the color of the carpet and that kind of stuff. The three churches I've been a member of have never had any of those problems. I mean, I'm... Not that they've all been perfect or without their little disputes, but for the most part, the three church families that I've been a member of have just been gracious and kind and thoughtful, uh, full of servants, full of people who genuinely care about the Lord and their community and each other. And so it's been really easy to be a member of and even a pastor of just great church families. And so I'm thankful that God has put me in those places because the Lord knows I need all the grace and mercy I can get from the people around me, and I've been in places where that happens. But on a larger scope, I think that most churches probably are like that. I think that toxic churches aren't going to survive. And so churches that are longstanding, uh, places where pastors and staff are able to stay for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, those are good, healthy churches. And when we're able to kind of take a step back and ignore the little dust-ups and the small uh, situations that arise and keep kind of the big picture, long-term spectrum in our focus. I think we all ought to be more grateful for our church families than we are because most churches, I think, are good places full of good, godly people. So I'm thankful for my church families. Yeah, that's good stuff. The only problem with churches are the people, including the pastors yeah. and us. Um, it's complicated, man. Relationships are tough. I always try to explain that to people. Because people are messy. Yeah, families. I mean, man, who doesn't deal with family drama? Speaking of Thanksgiving, there's always, not always, but haven't you had a few Thanksgivings that got a little weird? Yeah, and you because got, all gonna, the families there, and it just you're stuff have that gets uncle weird. That, or aunt that brings yeah. the weird drama in. There's a so th- there's that kind of stuff that that makes life difficult, and so it makes sense that the church would have its problems. But certainly, well, I appreciate something you said earlier this year, and I'm sure you say it all the time because it's such a good line. But you said it's one of the dangers we as pastors have is we look at our church as an organization, and really we ought to look at it as a family, that yeah. we are not just a collection of families, but we as the church are a family, and that should help guide our, our leadership. and our. I've actually only said that one time. To me? It was that time. Yeah. That was a great line. So, those kind of lines just oh, kind of flow out of that, me. You know what? I'm taking credit for it now. That's my line now. Don't, don't, don't think that I have a, a, like a list of lines that I keep in my pocket like you do your Willy Wonka <laughs> jokes, Okay. That kind of stuff just comes off the dome. No, that's that's a wonderful thing. And, of course, we're we're going to be able to, and some of the things on our list may cross over, and that's fine too, but uh, certainly I would echo that. I'm appreciative and very grateful for my church family, and I do mean that even in a little bit more ecumenical sense, a broader category of yeah. just the church. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful that I walk in and your pastor, Brother Paul, is you know someone I've talked to two or three times, but I genuinely love that guy and, and just feel like I know him because we're brothers in Christ. Right. And 
that I've you know had the privilege of walking in churches all around Southeast Texas and beyond, and you feel like you're at home there yeah. because the church is the family of God. So I'm very, very thankful for the church. Uh, I'm going to start by saying that I'm thankful for my community. And when I say my community, I, I am specifically speaking of Koontz, but in the same way that I just expanded churches out, I'm thankful for Southeast Texas. I'm thankful for... Um, really the fact that God gives us community in general, the community I had in, in Garland and those kind of things. But um, I'm thankful for Kuntz specifically in this season of my life because we just came out of the hurricane and just came out of Harvey and everything that came with that. And to be able to see a community come together and help people and to see churches come together, it's no secret. We've talked about this before that, that First Baptist and Cornerstone, you know, um, God's done a, a great work there even before the storm, but even just the fact that First Baptist kind of ended up being central point of command and that our folks were hugging people, working alongside hands and feet of Jesus right there together. Uh, and even beyond that, our fire department and just so many things. Uh, I just feel like I'm closer to our community now than I was a year ago because of the things that have happened. So I'm I'm very grateful um, we've had a tragedy last week, had a young man that was killed um, in an accident. And we um, just seeing how the community comes together. Pastors met at the school last week, and the principal literally said, "Hey, uh, Pastor Mott, come up here and talk." And you know, that I'm doesn't start happen. calling you that from now yeah, on. Don't, though. don't. Pastor I, I didn't Mott. tell her. I grabbed the mic and said, "It's Rusty in front of fourth, <laughs> fifth, and sixth graders." You know, but but just the idea of that in our community, the pastors are in a place where, when something like that happens, even our school is like. Hey man, talk to us. Yeah, let us know what's going on. Share with us some hope, and uh, so I'm I'm very thankful for our community and that we um, get to minister alongside each other and that we do have a, a great deal of unity. There's a lot of need. We're not perfect. There's a lot of problems in our community too, certainly. But I'm thankful that I get to to be there and that um, my family is loved as a part of that community. That doesn't happen a lot of times, uh, but we really are treated as insiders rather than outsiders. We've only been there five years yet. We're treated as a part of the community. And it's a, it's a real thing that a special community that will take in a family and treat them like their own. So I'm thankful for Coons. I think that's one of the ways we learn to give thanks in all circumstances. Like first Thessalonians five said, we just read it a minute ago is, is in tragedy. We realize that, yeah, God really can use terrible circumstances to, to make good things happen. I mean, yeah. that's what Romans 8 says, right? In all things, God works for the good of those that love him. And that's one of the things he can do is he can bring people together in tragedy. So it's it's weird to think that in 20 years when we're telling our kids about Hurricane Harvey, I think more than the flood and the waters and the destruction, I think those are the conversations we're going to have is, yeah, I remember riding in the truck with Brother Jimmy sprinting from Kirbyville over to Wildwood to deliver supplies. Or I remember being on the phone with John Denby for three and a half days trying to get supplies. Just more than destruction and flood and loss that we're going to talk about those things you just mentioned, community, people serving alongside one another. Yeah. So thanks, Jesus, for that. Number two on my list, uh, I'm thankful for grace. And I don't just mean the idea of it. But this has been a year where I've experienced God's grace directly from Him and also from the people in my life in just new and huge and really tangible ways. And so the fact that something like grace exists, um, you know, I know we read Genesis and see, oh, God made trees and the trees were good, and God made fish and the fish were good. I think the fact that God allows us to experience this thing called grace 
it, I don't think he created grace. I think that it exists as part of who God is, but that he allows it to come into creation, that he gives it to us personally through Jesus, but then also he gives enough grace to other people that they turn around and share it with us. Um, you know, my wife and family, my friends, you, my church, just that over and over, because like you said earlier, people are messy, even us pastors, but we've got gracious people around us, people who really do forgive and forget and move on or who overlook our our stumbles and our mistakes, the fact that I can quote the wrong scripture and I have to go back to it next week. And I, I know last week I said Thessalonians, I meant Corinthians, and you know nobody cares. That's a minor example. but uh, And then even through bigger examples, things that we do, things that we say, reactions that we have. Uh, and God's just gracious, and God's people are gracious. And the fact that we get to experience grace and not suffer all the consequences of of our sin, and and more specifically our sins, uh, I'm just grateful that grace exists and that I get to be a partaker of it. And of course, the opposite side of that coin is that uh, who's been forgiven much ought to forgive much. To whom much is given, much is expected. So uh, I hope to be a more gracious person to people around me. But right now, recording this, I'm grateful for grace. Yeah. You talked about grace always existing. I think grace in in... Grace is really just an expression of the eternal love of God. Yeah. And, man, to realize he loves us, that should be a great source of thanksgiving and a source of us being able to love others well. So when we're not loving others well and showing grace to others well, that means we're not really probably receiving that love and grace very well. Well, it's like when Moses went up on the mountain to get to the Ten Commandments and he came down and his face was shining with the glory of God. Well, his face was shining with the glory of God because he had been in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So I think similarly, when we're not gracious toward other people, it's because we haven't been receiving grace. And then we regularly. see others who are sinning and throw down those tablets and say, <laughs> Dad, gum it. You know, Moses was the worst <laughs> sinner in the whole Bible. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. Hey-o. So, yeah, I, I just I hope that I'm always mindful of how much grace I've been given so that I'm able to give as much yeah definitely i would say my next thing and by the way these are not and we're, we're not trying to sum up our whole lives we would and we, we may get to some of the i'm not going to say some of the things we could say uh these are just things that god has on our heart today i'm thankful for friends in ministry which includes you and probably most of the people listening to this podcast uh, i realize this week we went to the southern baptist of texas annual meeting and we were up there, and they did something that I think is a really neat idea and was really helpful, but they broke people into two breakout sessions. One was churches in your geographical area, and then the next breakout session was churches about the same size as yours. And the intention, uh, Nathan Lino, the president of the convention, uh, until this year, there's a new one, but he was presiding over the session his heart behind it and the area, the state's heart behind this was, he said, we want you to have two different people who you can get a cup of coffee with and visit with and make phone calls and have relationships with that are in similar places and also people who are in similar church sizes to you. So basically it was like identifying that it's hard for pastors to have relationships and that pastors get lonely. And it was funny because the first night we went to our geographical location <laughs> And it was, and I put this on social media, so some of you saw it, but for 
the people in our area, even outside of the Sabine Natchez Baptist area, it was really more like a family reunion. Yeah, it's we're all hanging out, buddy's like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, and I mean, there is real, and it's not just a collegial type feel. It's it's friendship. Yeah, it's it's partnership in the gospel and hugs, handshakes, even our wives. You know, laughter. It was it was a good good feeling to see that, and I was just thinking about how blessed we are that in our area, in our region. We really have a lot of friends yeah. and a lot of people, uh, and we, I mean, even us as younger pastors, there's a lot of younger pastors in our area, and uh, even the ones who may not be, quote, younger pastors are young at heart, and they invest in us and care for us and treat us as peers and equals and uh, minister to us, so it's really neat that we have that, and I I think it's one of those things that we probably take for granted a little bit, and that's why I just want to say I'm thankful for it because it's not something that a lot of people have because, like I said, at that level, at the state level, they're like, hey, we really need to get these guys some friends or they're not going to make it. <laughs> and here in our area, it's like, man, we, we hang out all the time and we're genuinely close and we genuinely love each other, and um, it's just kind of a neat thing. And so if you're listening to this and you're maybe you're a local pastor and you do feel lonely, this is a great area to get plugged in with other pastors. Uh, I mean, I could open my phone up right now, and I think, you know, if I were to look at the last 20 calls that I've made or received, probably half of them are other guys serving in churches in this area. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, it's safe to say that there's not a week that goes by that I don't have coffee or lunch or a long phone call with another pastor in this area. I had, you know, sitting here with Rusty today recording, yesterday went to, to Mount Olivet in Fred, Texas, and had a cup of coffee with our friend Wes. Uh, and so every... That's Pastor Smith now. Oh, excuse me, Pat. His name's on the sign and everything. It says, come here, our new pastor, Wes Smith. That's right. Uh, so every week, you know, we're guys in the area are getting together. So if you're listening to this and you need some of that friendship, call one of us up, track us down. Um, we're, we're not an elite group. I mean, look at us. We're, <laughs> we have no reason to think we would be elite. Hello. Well, and a good resource for that would be your areas and associations. I know the Golden Triangle Baptist Network, um, there's a group of guys uh, at the annual meeting. There was a group of guys that were kind of together most of the time, guys like Jeremy Bradshaw yeah. and Sonny Hathaway. Um, there's just a group of guys that are together hanging out, Chris Moody at First Beaumont. So, I mean, there are real connections to be made in your area. And, of course, uh, I'm a homer for the Sabine Natchez Baptist area because I'm there and uh, one of my best friends is the director of missions, so you kind of have to give Jimmy name, New the shout-out. Name out. drop. That wasn't a uh, shout-out. So, that was a name drop. Name drop, oh, yeah. One of my best friends is the deal. Well, well, you know, we've uh, spent some time together. He's a good, good friend, uh, man of great influence. So, <laughs> Member of your church. Uh, and member of my church. Yeah. But um, but the Sabine Natchez Baptist area certainly is a resource for you. So if you're in that area, man, get involved. Uh, you will make some lifetime friends. Like if I left tomorrow there are friends that I will have for the rest of my life, and it's only because of the Sabine Nature's Baptist Don't put area. me on that list. If you leave tomorrow, you are anathema, my friend. There you go. I'm never talking to you again. The but, last one on my list is I'm thankful for listeners, and by that I don't just mean to this podcast. I mean to uh, people know that I'm preaching Sunday morning, and they're going to come here and listen to me preach. Um, I get asked to do camps and denals and stuff, and people show up and listen to me preach. And I, I'm i not the best, Pat. I've, I've heard a hundred preachers better than me. And I, I know, agree. <laughs> and I know that these camps could be calling other places and these, these disciple nows, these youth guys could be calling other people. RustyMott.com. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just laughs> Do it. Sorry. 
you're not going to be thankful for me by the time this is over. There are the notice that I didn't put your name on my yeah. list. Yeah, I was looking really closely. There was no thankful for Rusty, but that's okay. When we preach, people show up and listen. And and that's just I mean, that's just a humbling thing. I, I listen to a I listen to and read a lot and and watch a lot of stand-up comedy. And one of the things they always talk about, you know, when you get the the bonus footage at the end of somebody recording a special, they always talk about, man, it's just it's just humbling that you know, I, I'm recording a special and you guys showed up. Like, we do that every week. Every single week we stand up to preach. People come to listen. And that's not that's not because we're great preachers. It's because we're delivering a great w- word from the Word of God and serving a great God, and He's called us to this. And that's a totally different conversation we can have about just the humility of God calling us and using us. But people know that, that I'm going to preach, and they come and listen. And I I'm just grateful for it. There's no other feeling except humble and grateful that that God has called me to do this and people come and listen. If you're a preacher, man, just be humbled and grateful that anybody's listening because we're we're goofy. We don't have anything earth-shattering to offer but the gospel, and that's not ours. We're just sharing it from God to them, but people come and listen. So I'm grateful for that because I yeah. love to preach and people listen to it. Certainly, certainly. And we're thankful to um, God for listeners to the podcast as well and yeah listeners yeah. in all form way shape and form um, you guys don't certainly. have to listen to this i mean we you said don't. it earlier like you don't have to listen but really y'all don't have to listen to this yeah for 30 or 40 minutes a week sorry liz <laughs> but but y'all do and so we're great oh yeah oh yeah we're we're gonna get this in in about 45 50 minutes <laughs> um my my last thing is, you know, stereotypical, but it's always good to just stop and recognize. I'm very thankful for my family, um, not only uh, my extended family, but especially my immediate family, my wife, Mallory, and my kiddos. One of our, uh, our oldest daughter had a birthday this week, and just, you know, the emotions that come with that, and, you know, they're going to pre-K now, or like a little pre-K kind of academy there at Silsby and had their first program yesterday. So I experienced that, the pride you have yeah. when your kids up on the stage performing first time I've really got to experience that. And it was, uh, it was special. I, I think I put this on social media and I was just thinking it's really beyond just, uh, EJ, my oldest daughter, but my wife and my kids have probably been the greatest tool of sanctification in my <laughs> life that Jesus has yeah. given me. Uh, they, they humble me, they center me. Uh, I remember the, the feeling and I should have had this when I got married to Mallory, but I was already, you know, neck deep in ministry, treading water, and she just came along and swam with me for a while, you know. And But when we had our first daughter, I remember having that strange feeling that you get that's really very healthy that says, you know what, this church could fire me and take all my money away today and run me out of town, but I've still got them. I've still got my family. And that's not going to be taken away, you know, and it could be, you know, but I've still got this. And this is what is of the utmost importance to me. Everything else could be taken away tomorrow. And this is the most important thing I've got. And that uh, that in and of itself is was probably one of the most important things that happened because I do. We talked about that ministry is one of the idols that I have to fight against in my life is success in ministry and uh, work and being defined by that. So. Um, yeah, so family certainly for me is something I'm extremely thankful for. And again, just like we said about all these other things we've mentioned, you can take that for granted really easily. So um, so instead of taking things for granted, we need to 
stop and be thankful for things. And that's that's why even though it is stereotypical to do like what we're doing today, we really do want to encourage you guys to take a moment to recognize the good things God's done. And that's what Thanksgiving's all about. So it's it's good to do that. And not just this one week of the year. I know that this is when we highlight it, when we all sit around the table and go, okay, what are you thankful for? But the command of Scripture is that we would live lives of thanksgiving. One of the, you know, the the tropes of ministry in life is that when people are laying on their deathbed, that's one of the things they regret is not saying the things they they felt. There was even a John Mayer song, remember a few years ago, Say What You Need to Say. I actually love that song. It's gotten a lot of hate because he repeats it a lot of times. I do too, and I have a really personal story that I'll share with you yeah. later about that song. But it's true. Say what you need to say, not just the fourth Thursday of the month of November each yeah. year, but we should aspire to live lives so that no gratitude goes unsaid, that no word of encouragement is missed, that no opportunity where we don't want to get to the end of our lives and go, man, look at all the times I should have said thank you or I love you or I appreciate you and just didn't do it. And then think about how encouraging that'll be to the people around us if we, not just good for our souls to be humble, grateful people, but good for the people around us if we live lives of thanks, I love you, encouragement, I'm proud of you, I appreciate you. Just always being the people who pepper that into every conversation we have, that's going to make us a good person to be around. No doubt. I remember being in a staff meeting at my old church in Garland, and I share the story with Cornerstone pretty regularly, but most people probably haven't heard me say this. So if I shared it on the podcast, just forgive me. I'm the old man who repeats stories. but <laughs> Get brother, some new material, Pastor In, in the staff meeting, Brother Larry said, hey, uh, I know the stereotypical about this. And it was about this time of year, he said, but I want us just to express something we're thankful for. And he started and started working around the table. I was sitting to his uh, his right, which made me last. We were going clockwise. So I was like, okay, good. I have time to think about something. <laughs> but then the dreaded thing happens in this circumstance. Everybody took my things oh, I'm thankful no. for. Family, church family, you know, Jesus. Like all the, all the good things were taken. And I sat there that entire time, I kid you not, panicking like, oh, what am I going to say? I don't know. I got to come up with something good, man. In front of the whole staff, I got to have something that I'm really thankful for. And then it got to me and I I promise I just had to make, it was very spiritual, just junk, gobbledygook (laughs) as they would say. You know, I'm just like, oh, it's thankful for the, you know. And Brother Larry uh, then said, like he'd read our mail, you know, how God does with with people like this. He said, you know what's crazy, y'all? We should be able to, I know this kind of makes pressure when we have to talk in front of people, but, you know, we honestly, at the drop of a hat, should be able to go on and on and on and on about what we're thankful for in our lives. And I was just kind of, of course, you know, I'm like, get out of my head. How did you know what just happened? Uh, But that is something that has stuck with me ever since. So I want to just encourage you. Maybe you don't have to record it on a podcast and release it for the world to hear, but maybe take a moment just to think, even just between you and God, to literally count your blessings, yeah. to think about what you're thankful for, because uh, even my spirit now, uh, Jared said earlier that I needed prayer and that I'd been grouchy earlier and talking about a lot of heavy things, but yeah, you probably feel that too. Just talking about this, it changes your yeah. spirit and your countenance to think about what you're thankful for. So wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, be thankful today. Hey, listeners, we're thankful for you tuning in each week. We're thankful that you tell your friends. We're, Rusty, I'm thankful that we started a podcast. I'm thankful for this podcast, bro. I'm thankful that we get a break. This is our last episode yeah. until after the first of the year. Uh, hey, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, uh, good luck. Kwanzaa. <laughs> Hanukkah? You have any yeah, Jewish listeners? Yeah, we can get them all. Um, 
good luck to all the, you know everybody who's leading these holiday events. We know that this is one of the craziest times of the year in ministry. This you know from it's just a downhill sprint from now until the first of January. So we love you all, and we are grateful for you, and uh, we're serving alongside with you. You know, I know that Cornerstone and Pecan Acres, we've got holiday events happening. So we'll be praying for y'all. Y'all be praying for us and all of us together. Let's just make sure people are looking at Jesus. Follow Rusty on Twitter at Bro Rusty Mott. Follow Jared Hollyer on Twitter at Jared Hollyer. Follow our friend Pat O. Hey, we're thankful for you, Pat O. At, Is this Pat O? And follow us on Twitter at Our A Week Pod. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. See you in January. Hey, I'm going to have a birthday between now and then, too. So, we, a special birthday episode. So I'm going to need everybody to uh, just jump on Facebook and write on my wall. That's the extent that's, of my expectations. Yeah. That's all any of us do. Very anymore. good. No, I just wanted to throw that in there because it's another holiday. In my mind, I don't want to rush to Christmas because, <laughs> hey. Wait a second. We're really drilling down deep for some psychological okay, stuff here. drop the mic. <laughs> the real reason you're so anti-Christmas before Christmas. <laughs> don't forget about my birthday, Look, guys. I know Jesus has a birthday going up, but so do I. <laughs> it's just feel like my birthday is totally overshadowed by Jesus' birthday, drop you know? Drop the mic. Drop the mic.